When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hola, buenos días, good evening, buenas noches, uh, good evening Europe, uh, this is the voice of the panel speaking, uh, this is the forum, this is the four people on the forum, two people went to Liverpool this weekend, and the, that was Andy and Kel. Uh, Pete went back to the hairdressers to get done with his hair. And uh, I didn't do anything really. I watched American football and went straight Pete's mic is fucked. No, it's not Pete's. It's, it's Phil's mic. What? Is it making a funny sound, is it? No, is there it you go. You're all right now. No, that's because right, I muted Pete. All right. Okay. That's great. You're deadly at that. Well done, Andy. You've, you've learned lots of tricks since we, we started doing this. Fair play to you. Um, where are we going? Oh, yeah. So... Uh, trick or treating, Gav. Did you go trick or treating last night, or were you just? No. Were you, did you look like a zombie after coming back from Liverpool? <laughs> no, we we were, were around trick or treating time yesterday. Me and Andy were in um, beer keller in Liverpool, and Andy was being very good drinking Coke Zero, and I was absolutely lamping points of Estrella Elba. Um, had a lovely time, and then Andy said, "Listen, will the please give over? We're going to get a taxi. I'm going to the airport." I said, "Okay, sorry, but and then that was it." <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy, uh, you're drinking Coke Zero. I, I understand Guinness Zero and Heineken Zero, but what's the point of Coke Zero? It's no sugar. What? what so what's Diet Coke then? Uh, no caffeine, I think, is it? And no sugar. Or no so sugar. Does, does Coke Zero have sh- have caffeine and no sugar? Coke Zero is lovely. I don't, I don't know Coke Zero is nicer than real Coke, full full fat Coke. Bullshit. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I have an argument. I, I, I think we need to. <laughs> I think I think we need to, uh, to have. That. I think that should be the first topic of conversation. I, I'd argue that I wasn't actually drinking fa- Coke Zero because that's complete lie. It was Pepsi Max. I think I think a full fat Coke in, in a water. <laughs> a <park>. complete lie. <laughs> I went to the bar and asked for Coke Zero. They gave me stuff in a glass and I brought it back to you. Yeah, so there you go. It, it, uh, it tasted like uh, fucking Pepsi Max. Oh, the, the biggest, the biggest talking point. Sorry, Phil, of the weekend was um, Andy asked me what I put in a lasagna when I'm making it, <laughs> and I had the fucking audacity to say black pepper, and he lost the fucking plot in I the pub the around plot. ten o'clock <laughs> um, on Saturday night, and he's like, "What?" And I was like, 
you have pepper, you put it in it. It's not really an ingredient. I was like, well, it fucking goes into it, doesn't it? And um, it all kicked off. And we, we had another row about it in the airport, which was great. So hang on, Andy, you don't put any seasoning in your when you're making food. Is that what you're saying? No, it's that's not what I'm saying. I wouldn't mention like if I was asking you what you put in a honest like in a dish, I wouldn't say salt and pepper because it's just obvious that you season your meat like it goes without saying. Mm. All right, yeah. So it's not. Well, my argument was my argument was that if if you know if. If you ask me for the recipe that I use for my lasagna, surely I'd list black pepper. I didn't ask him for a recipe. I says, what do you put in your lasagna? And yeah. he goes, we uh, mince, salt, <laughs> pepper. I was like, no, yeah, I, I just, mean, like, everyone kind of puts, you know, uh, Chris Brackstar was there. I think, was he? Was it him that said he puts? No, it was actually Emma Cavanagh who said he puts beef lardons in. So that, that was the kind of stuff. What do you put in your lasagna that makes your lasagna special? You know what I mean? Mm, ah, so, so the way the way you do, if you're do, if you're doing a proper Italian lasagna, you, you make it your own, so you add some special ingredients. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, if you're making lasagna, what do you do that might be different to me? Like we all, I mean, we don't no, that, say that wasn't. But that wasn't the question. The question was, the, was what do you put? What in, do you I put said, into your lasagna? I said, I said, well, the mince goes in the pan. I said, I put a bit of pepper into it, black yeah. pepper, and you no, went. No, but you said, <laughs> you said, oh, you do a lovely lasagna. You were gargled over your head. Yeah. I do a lovely lasagna. And I said, what do you put in your lovely lasagna? With five o'clock in the morning. Pepper. In fairness, I was at that stage. I was probably on the gargle about fucking fifteen hours. But I do do a lovely lasagna, and most definitely you would list pepper as part of them. No, you put white. You put white sauce. Yeah. Ah, Dalmio, and he says, "Do you know actually?" And I thought he was going to say, "I thought he was going to say something really special as well." Get off the show. Come here. Oh no, no, this is a good one. Actually, I'm actually brought, glad you brought it up because I did want to yeah, tell everybody about this. A little tip, yeah. go. He was like, Hang on, hang on, Ray. Uh, a top tip. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't put my finger up like that. I just said, Do you know something, Andy? This, and he wanted uh, the whole pub. I was trying, hang no, on, no, everyone no, stop drinking for a second. I was trying to get his attention. You know that don't use the meal tomato sauce, use the Dunn Stars one. It's mostly it's only sixty nine cent. No, I, said, I never get mentioned. Get out of my face! Get out of the pub! Fuck off! I never mentioned the price, and the reason I was trying to get your um, your attention. All the stuff was You were very distracted. You were very distracted. You were very distracted, and the reason I was trying to get your attention was because there was a girl behind us in the pub, literally coughing COVID all over the place, right? Oh. And every time she coughed, Andy was fucking going Russia, and I was trying to distract him by going. Do you know something? The Dawn's one's much nicer than the Dalmio one, actually. They're going to do that. And he was like, is she for fucking real? Like, and he was going mad in the book. And I was like, just keep drinking that problem. Every time she coughed, I was like, what the fuck is she coughing? She... <laughs> she was literally going, ah! <laughs> 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> are we actually snapping if we don't have COVID after that trip to Liverpool? No, <laughs> it started way before. Pandemic out the window listen, over forget, there. Forget no masks, no, no, never just forget, forget the four topics, right? Forget the four topics because we just talk about this okay. for the night, right? So, just to let people <laughs> right. know, me back, I went up the airport, went through, uh, you know, you scan your airport, yeah, up the airport. <laughs> That's the most Dublin saying you can ever. I went up the airport, <laughs> up to the airport. Yeah. What do you say? <laughs> What do you say? I went to the I went I went to the airport. It's, no, I went up to the uh, airport. <laughs> and, uh, 
I get there, right? And scanned my board and pass. I went through. There was nobody in security. I was like, wow, this is fucking deadly. Saturday morning. No one around. It was five in the morning, in fairness. Went through, put all my stuff up on the box, in the box and thing. And you know the way, the way I'm waiting for it to come through the machine? Mine mm. came through, but it was on the other side of the glass. And I was like, that's not good. That's not good when you have a bag. You can't get to your bag. There's something wrong here. Oh. So they, they got two people in front of me and they were like, um, oh, yeah, you have something in this. And then the other fellow, you have something that. And they said to me, oh, I was just a random test. And I was like, yeah, walk away. So she started wand- doing this thing, wand all over it. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? She said, can I open it? That's the hash detector. Yeah. So I've done all that. So just as she hands me back my bag, who arrives and the young through the fucking screen and thing. And I go, Stad, you just want to do a random test me bag. And straight in front of the Owen's face, he went, well, I'm not surprised because you're a bogey. Right? And I was like, fuck <laughs> sake. So give me me bag, get me out of here. So off we went. And then then the notion started, right? Straight away the notion started. Because we were walking by the, the fucking um, duty-free. And Andy went. Yeah. Now, he didn't even say anything. Do you know what happens when, when something perks his interest? He lifts his head in the air. He kind of <clears> looks up in the air as he's walking. And I was like, oh, the notions is off. So we went in, he found this bottle of whiskey that he really wanted. And we had a <laughs> big thing about that. Couldn't get it in the end anyway. But um, yeah, and then we had to queue for a point. But when we got over to Liverpool, we walked out, there was no taxis. I couldn't I get it because of Brexit. We just wait. We just wait on the taxi. We wait on the taxi. No, no seriously, no taxis. I couldn't get it because of Brexit. He couldn't get the whiskey because of Brexit, yeah. Because Have you ever got, seen you know, I, I says to them, because you know, you couldn't bring liquids back. So he says, can you yeah. do that? Uh you know, boy, now I'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she says, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Where are you traveling to?" And he says, "Liverpool." And she goes, "Oh no, can't do that. Traveling to the UK. It's outside the EU." I went, "Yeah, well, I'll pay the EU price then if it's a duty free kind of thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but you can't do that because, like, when I scan your boarding pass, <coughs> I can only charge you, and then it won't be able to because you know it's duty free, and you have to export mm-hmm. it. I was like. There's no way we can just do this now. Like, is this because of Brexit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, uh, I think she's waffling. Andy, I think she's well. No, no we went not. and got a second opinion for her up the airport. I did. I went. You did. I'm going to get a second opinion on this. I call over a pilot because they kind of in charge of the airport. They're the, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the pilot. <laughs> get me, get so, me the nearest pilot. I want a second there opinion. There was a pilot. I says, Captain. Come here for a second, and it wasn't like it wasn't a shit. It wasn't a shitty pilot like off Ryanair, and that was like top notch Aer Lingus captain, transatlantic, big, you yeah. know, top, like, top, gear yeah, proper. proper was he definitely a captain now, not a force officer? No, he was. He'd load up. Oh, captain strikes on the slaves and all, all the strikes. Yeah, yeah this guy was probably Adidas. He did indeed his jacket on him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I asked him, and uh, he says, "Have you ever heard uh, this nonsense?" And I, I explained to him, and he goes, "Yeah." He says, "I had the same problem myself." It's a joke. Yeah. So uh, that was that. So then, so then we got to Liverpool and there was no taxis. And I said, Andy, we just stand Brexit here. again. And we wait. And uh, no, it was, I think the Everton fans went up that early in the morning. To right, the taxi so Andy went, when we get the bus. And I said, I'm not getting a bus. No, not, not getting a bus. <laughs> and he was like, no, come on, there's no taxi. We'll be here for an hour. You just want to stand here smoking for an hour. Come on. We get a bus. And I was like, it's not like you to go on the bus. Said I haven't been on a bus in ages. Come on, we got on the bus. <laughs> so we got on the bus. We sat down on the bus, and Andy's fourth thing he said to me was, "There's not a hope of us getting out of this fucking city without COVID now. I have to get on the bus." I was like, "Great, okay." So you want to see the bus? The bus was bleeding, rammed with people. Right? Has ever been ever been on a bus in the last while? Mad. 
No, I'm asking how to get off. But, um, I can't be doing public transport. It's not. It's I not had Google here. Maps on. I was having a breakdown. It's worse for you. Gav was afraid we are going to uh, the opposite direction. So I had Google Maps on constantly, right? And I was just sitting there. And Andy's, all Andy said on the journey was, we'd still be standing on that rank right now if we didn't get on this bus. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we'd still be waiting on a, on a taxi. And all I said for the whole journey was, you better fucking go straight through this junction. I'm looking at the maps here. If he turns left, we're fucked. Yeah, here so he was. Here he was. If he, goes, if he goes straight, if he goes straight, it's it's this would be grand now. If he goes straight here, then we went left. He was Oh, he's had to make a huge mistake there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going, it's a fucking root gaff. Like, you can't just go straight. I but still stand by the fact it was a huge mistake. Yeah. He took a, he took a left there at the bay. Did, did you not go up and tell him, can you not go straight there? We're in a rush. No, there was too many the people. There was too many people. <laughs> As Tom um, Bowden said, it was, was Ole driving the bus. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> Red Steve says, like, Gabba Gilgo maps on the driver knows the way. No, I'm not saying he didn't know the way. I'm just saying... It wasn't the way I wanted to go. He, he and didn't all know the right I, way. I, I kept, you know, pinched the screen. <laughs> that's not going out to see work. where witness was in relation to us. Because <laughs> I had really buses, but that's witness. not how buses work. So um, it was, uh, yeah, it was an experience, but we had a lovely weekend. <laughs> well, that's great. After that, Pete, I've got one question for you. Where's the sleeves off your t shirt <laughs> This is a classic Nirvana t shirt. No sleeves, no sleeves With on no, me. It's, it's still summer here in November. It's still beautiful. You know, when you're not summer, on, when you're not summer, on November, in Dublin and, yeah. and in Liverpool, the sun's yeah, that's right. P sun's out, guns out, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, we wanted to get you on before you got rid of your stupid hair. Uh, that's that's all that's all because don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not hating you at all, but if I wanted to get like if I want to go off and get a wig, I'll get a wig as well, wear it on Sunday. <laughs> Wear a pink wig. Neil has a pink wig. He's going to be, give you an end up something that's going on. Um, for anyone that's just joining, this is just basically uh, Gavin Andy's tour guide to Liverpool in terms of what goes on. So we'll we, we be catching up later on into what happens with the bus. Um, in the meantime, we're going to have intermittent conversation around the items of football um, that, that's happening. Gav has just typed up there, lashed the like button now, but that's why you saw him looking down at his phone there for a second, because phones are banned, um, unless you're Andy, and he doesn't pay attention to rules. Um, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on a computer. <laughs> I'm on a computer. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the wrong way to say things as well, like going up the airport? <laughs> going up the airport? It's down yeah. the airport that's like, for you. That's, that's, like, no, the, that's like, it's down. It's not. For you, it, it is. is. It's not. It it's is for up you. to the airport. Look at the map. Not, you're going down. I'm you're south, going down I'm south of the airport. You're, you're not south of the airport. <coughs> I am. If anything, you're west of the airport. You're not south of the airport. I am south over to the airport. It's lower on the map. It's out to the airport. That's what we always said. Out the airport. Out to the airport. Yeah, because that's the distance we're coming from. The only reason you ever need to go northside in Dublin. Yeah. Well, I'm going to the airport is the correct way. Anne and Barry said, Anne is going to the airport. Barry is going to the airport. We are all... What are Anne and Barry the doing? They're going yeah. up the airport. <laughs> They're not the going up the airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'll talk about airports um, and taking us on to what it is. Uh, Pete, you wanted to talk about Liverpool standards. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Three weeks in a row. Couldn't make it now. Yeah. Just you, you you wanted to talk, you said you think that they're uh, achieving greatness. Um, I think I think the and standards, the standards are they're so setting high. are just so off high. the off the top and that they're an amazing team. And I think for a team that's in second place and has drawn four matches, I think that's a, a mad shout. But I am prepared to listen to to what the reason is. I think um, I think unbeaten, back back. Un, unbeaten in November 
in all competitions, strangely enough for October. us. Like, well, it's in, only November the 1st now, so... Well, it's November no, next. Yeah. We're in November, November yeah. we're unbeaten. Yeah. Oh, right. I thought um, you meant... Bottom reds. Andy, uh, uh, Andy, I can smell bottom reds here, moaning about yeah. things. You know, spent, Stick spent down the minus... Bottom and you hop up the top of me here. Exactly. Exactly. Spent, spent <laughs> minus the money. Spent minus money. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's more like it. Spent minus money in the summer. Developing good young talent. Um, yeah, like, okay, there's an element of trying to uh, fit square uh, square pegs into round holes how, like, with Oxlade-Chamberlain substitution for, uh, for Keita at the weekend. But Mohamed Salah, you know, breaking records every week. It's just, for me, it's just a great time, you know, to be a Liverpool fan. I mean, the Champions League of the Champions League group of debt that we got, we're making it look like, you know, a Pontins, Worthington, whatever competition we're making it look ordinary. Although, I know we did our best to throw away a two-goal lead in Madrid, but still, it was in Madrid against a, a very, very good side who reached the final a couple of times. Yeah, draws are draws, but I mean, the Liverpool of old, maybe six, seven years ago, are losing that game 3 1, you know, dropping points mm-hmm. at home. And, you know, I, I, we're all old enough to remember getting beaten by everybody that was promoted and that was bottom of the league, like Blackpool, Barnsley, anybody that came up and was rubbish would come to Anfield and, and do us over. We're disappointed. I mean, we tore for 25 minutes, a half an hour against Brighton in the first half. We tore them a new one. Second half was a completely different story. It was arguably the, the worst performance in a long time. But we come out with a point. I just think the, the general standards at the club are higher. And that's without spending a bazillion euros. You know, we're spoiled. We're all spoiled as supporters now. We expect Liverpool to be... I mean, there was a cra- there's a crazy stat that I think we... Uh, last week was the first time that we didn't score three three away goals against, the t- against an away side. This is, I mean, this is unheard of. This is every week you you pick up your phone or you hear of a new record being broken that the lads aren't even aware of. Mo Salah going over to ask goalkeepers what way he, they would have dived if he had gotten a penalty. You know, everybody from Arrigo Saki to the most experienced Premier League players saying the same thing after they've played against Liverpool that it's a it's a privilege. You're witnessing greatness. Someone like Arrigo Saki who built four or five of the best sides that football has ever seen. Looking at Liverpool going, there's no superstars there. It's just an unbelievable unit. You're looking at the best team in the world. And we're sitting there, we're moaning about, okay, we drop points to Brentford. We drop points to... But we went to Old Trafford two a week and a half ago and scored five goals without reply. This is... This is standard. So I don't care about how bad Manchester United are. They're Manchester United. They tore spores a new one the other night. This is an unbelievable time. And Liverpool... I'm not even in top gear, probably in Tour de Fort. Look at Van Dijk, for me, I'm looking at him and he's he's not even accelerating. He hasn't even put his foot down. The team hasn't really put their foot down. I just think we go, we're, we're just on a, on a great road. I can't understand how anybody, how everybody's not sitting back and going, holy Jesus, still players to come back into it. Fabinho to come back into it. He didn't even feature against Manchester United. Thiago to come into it. He has been out, out of the picture. The, the 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 young lad that was injured, um, whose name I always forget. What's his Elliot. fucking name? Uh, Harvey Elliott has to come back into it. You know, okay, we'll probably strengthen up top after Christmas. But I, I think I was saying this to you, Gab, last week. I can't think of five players in the world without spending a hundred million quid that actually improve us 
or that we would want to sign. Do we want to start signing players for the sake of signing them? To be honest with you, I'm looking at it going now. Be careful who we bring in. It's it hasn't been as good as this in decades. Okay, can, can I just because Gav, you you tend to be a realist rather than this point of discussion nonsense that's been spouted at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're second second in the league, right? Yeah. Only two teams in the last thirty years have won a league from the amount of games we've drawn so far at this point in the out of the first ten games. Mm-hmm. Um, while we have looked better than we did last year we look more like the team that still missed out on the title, say in 18, 19 or even 17, 18 in terms of the form that's there in the league. Is the truth really somewhere in between? Because we do have a gaping hole that is the midfield in terms of the injuries and the injuries that we've already clocked up early on in the season. Um, I don't really go on, on past stuff, to be honest with you. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just look at being three points off the top and that has to be a positive. Um, yeah, we've lost get, we've lost points from winning positions this season. You know, uh, Brentford's the other the game on Saturday. Um, Brentford's there might be one Man or two other. Uh, Man City, yeah, and um, they're, they're three of the four draws. Um, but Man, but Man City, Man City won. You know, it's it's Man City. The Brentford yeah. one was just crazy. It was one of those games, and um, Chelsea obviously had sending offs and, and stuff like that. Pete Roy, you know, we're looking at a brilliant, brilliant side. And I'm not one, like, I'll be honest with you, I came out of that ground on Saturday and I went, that was shit. And then I just forgot about it because I know, and, and my overriding feeling was, it's probably the kick they need. Now, people will say, well, they've had that kick three times already. But this one, this one was different for me because of the level of performance. I thought we played okay against City. I thought at times we played okay at Brentford. And I thought we are just frustrated against Chelsea. But this one was different for me. Like Pete says that we are good in the first 30 and we ripped them in the new one. I don't, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Um, I thought we were slow. I thought we were very pedantic on the ball. I thought we weren't, just weren't moving it. Um, there was a bit of nonchalance in that. Um, they were nonchalant for no reason. And what I mean by that is the the shape of the team, um, the responsibility that players had, they just seemed to shrug off. And I didn't like it from start to finish. I'm going to be honest. Now, that's not me going to say, oh, the, the league's gone and all that, that. That's rubbish. But I, I did stand in Anfield on Saturday. And Andy knows it and Shawnee knows it because we're standing beside him in the cop. And I was saying, this is not good enough. Um, not even from a point of how we attacked. It was how we defended, how open we were, how lightweight we looked. And it was literally, we literally looked like, I let them attack. We'll get it back, and we'll do something. There was, there was, there was a bit of arrogance there. that shouldn't have been. You know, we should be one 0 down before we score. We should be one 0 down. They opened us up, and if you actually watch, I think it's um, maybe Trossard gets the chance. I'm not too sure. Um, two minutes in, and if you watch it, Trent, Virgil, um, Canate, all strolling back. He's one on one with the goalkeeper. They're all strolling. It's only Robertson that actually reacts. Um, I'm. The, I think the change, Kate, we probably get on to him later, the change killed us in a, in a way because Kate was actually very controlling in what he was doing and he was actually he was actually pressing well. And when he goes off, Curtis Jones was way far too left, uh, Oxford Chamber was way far too right. And what Brighton done was they stopped looking to go over the back of Trent, um, even though Trent was so high up the pitch. And what they done was they just trusted their fullbacks to get the ball into the middle of the park. And then they only had to pop, pop one pass off and they were, Henderson was being like overran so much. And he was trying his best, and he was losing the fucking plot all game. And they were getting out of centre halves and get. But look, it's one of those games. It's, it happens. I think there was. You can't put it down to we were tired in the second half. They've had a week off. 
most of them had a week off and you you play these teams that you put out against Preston for this reason be fresh at the weekend and look at, when all said and done Liverpool weren't good enough they weren't good enough defensively they weren't good enough attacking wise they weren't good enough midfield they didn't press the ball they didn't put pressure on the ball and they were so slow in possession it was untrue and when you get games like that you get what you deserve and you know what they probably got more than they deserved on Saturday for me mm. but I'm not going to panic I turn around and go I'm all up for Atletico in, in, um, in two days time and I'm all up for West Ham next Sunday and bring it on because it would be like we've seen it so many times Phil. it'd be like Liverpool to just go now and just knock, Steam, knock Atletico Madrid around the place beat West Ham go into another international break and what happened on Saturday is forgotten about Gav do you think do you think I'm hosting yeah, no, no, I was just going to ask you a question. Right, I'll come back to you, Andy. On on that though, to win leagues, the things that made the thing that made us flawless <clears throat> and flawless beyond what we normally see with these league wins was our ability to get those wins in that year, even when things looked like we were going to drop points. And to me, I thought the big the big mentality brick that we used to launch at people all the time is that the last five, ten minutes in a game, we'd absolutely crucify teams. They'd be terrified. They'd be pinned back. You think about that Aston Villa game back in, in was it nineteen twenty where um we scored two goals in in, in a yeah, dying Robinson, death. I think it was 80, yeah, eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, in terms of what's there. So I, I'm looking at this and I'm waiting for that I'm waiting for that to happen this season. I'm looking at this game and I'm waiting for it to happen. Even when we go back to qualifying for the Champions League last year, you have fucking Allison scoring goals and in, in, in the dying embers of the game against Burnley. And I'm, I'm I haven't seen that yet, right? So I think it's what we've done games, in Europe ten is, games in. <clears throat> yeah, I, I know, but ten games and um, three points behind. We, lost, we we could see the two goals after being two up against Milan and one three two. We had chances at the end of the City game. We had chances, well, half chances against the packed uh, Chelsea defense when we drew that. And Brentford, we've laid chances. Mm. Look, it's, this is this for me is it's it's just early days. And Klopp is, uh, you know, we'll get on to Fabinho now in a second. But Klopp is he's he's trying something different this year with the with that area up high on the right hand side of the pitch where Trent is coming very much inside. Um whoever's playing on the right hand side of the you know the right hand side eight is 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 covering them and they're trying to link up together with Salah right you know two quality players technical on the ball and that's what seems to be going on and they get so high at the pitch and they're trying to um they're trying to smother the opposition like they did in that season to you know before we won the league where Teams couldn't cope with Liverpool. And that's why I felt it was for 30 minutes, 25 minutes, 35, uh, 30 minutes against Brighton. That's what Liverpool were doing. That goal they scored, that so unlucky that it came off Manny's arm and not a bit higher, maybe onto his chest, uh, would, have, would have counted. Would have been one of the best goals that it scored in, in, in seasons. Unbelievable, that pressure. That they were able to put on a, a, a really good football inside and Brighton that are normally very good, decent at getting the ball out from the back. But the pressure Liverpool put on was unbelievable. Sometimes these things don't pay off. Klopp will get this right. It's a tactical thing. You're talking about, well, we really miss Fabinho. We need this midfielder, that midfielder. It's not so, it's not always so binary in football where there's one reason. You know what I mean? It's, I think it's a tactical thing. I think we're, we're a little bit too, offensive at the moment and it's given up the opposition chances. Fabinho was playing in draws this season. I think he did he play against City, did he play against Bre he definitely played against Brentford. Um 
So that doesn't just fix everything, just throwing in a player into midfield. I think it's a tactical thing. It's something as Klopp is, is, is trying. It's it's paying off at sometimes. And look, we've leaked a couple of goals and it's cost us far draws this season. Okay, the the City one you don't mind, the Chelsea one again to a certain extent. Two two very decent teams. You feel like drawing to Brentford uh, and Brighton is unforgivable. Look, it's 10 games into the season. Klopp will get this right. Every season we're under Klopp, there's been different phases through the season where we maybe conceded a few goals for a, you know, a period of time and then they've shut up shop a little bit. He'll get this right. The panic I'm seeing, and look, I know Twitter's not the real world, but it's a platform that we kind of all share our thoughts on, on the games. But my God, this dickheads that have come out of the woodwork to knock this Liverpool team. And I... I I, I hope when we win the league this season, at the end of the season, that they remember how toxic they were when to come out of woodwork to, to have their chances to pop about the owners or about Klopp or about certain players. That's a brilliant team. We were only off the back of bashing Man United 5-0 away from home. One of the most enjoyable games and seasons because of this new tactics, these tactics that, that Klopp has employed this season. And sometimes it just doesn't pay off, Right. I think we got it wrong. We start doubting ourselves and Klopp is dead right. The players didn't, the body language didn't look great, um, especially in the second half. But Brighton were made a really good account of themselves. They're a really, really good side, well-drilled, loads of good players. Um, Basum, it's a, excellent on the ball. And once once we had that goal taken off, us that they worked so hard for. I think Shawnee mentioned it Um whether it was on no we wasn't on last night once he just said it to me but it was like that uh, adrenaline dump that a, a fighter might get in the ring um, they started to doubt themselves Brighton started stringing a couple of passes together and then Liverpool weren't pressing as quick they weren't as clinical um, and and that's that just that's football sometimes don't overanalyze uh, that game it was it was a good game of football Brighton were excellent but I think as time goes on, you'll see Liverpool starting to shore up a little bit at the back, and um, where we still got the ability to score all them goals as well. It's just a I bit just say, Can I yeah, just say I'm, I, I'm, I have a bit of concern around the defence, <clears throat> and not so much. And jeez, I, I never thought I'd say this, but I don't think, and it, it goes on from before he got injured last year. I don't think Van Dijk has been imperious in the, at the same level as he was. When we go back to nineteen twenty, and I think there's a weakness in that in the center of the of the defense. They're not all the time, but at some of the times that can be exploited by other teams, and has been exploited by other teams because we've conceded a lot of goals in comparison to what we've done. We're not conceding a lot of goals on a regular basis, but when we let one in, we seem to let two in or more. You know what I mean? We're not letting one go. It just seems that they they turn off for the game or whatever, and it's very strange that this happens. Now, Gav, I said to you around, I have a theory on this, and it wasn't a mad a mad theory. I was I was going to go on and talk about people who don't watch games and stuff like that. But the, one of the, the biggest theory I have on this is it goes back to the idea of, of, of a clunker, right? That you come out of a series of high-profile, high-pressure games, and you face a team like a Brighton or a Brentford, right? Um, and you've steamrolled teams that were supposedly your equals or someone who can take it on and you turn up in these games and if you take away 1920 we've always struggled in that position yeah. and most teams yeah. most teams do they, they, they it's it's hard and it's always the games that like look at city have lost two games they've come off the back of city having big games either in europe or in the league in the previous weeks and that's where it's gone to and, and I'm, I'm looking at it saying 
when you've got weaknesses in your squad, and we do have weaknesses in the squad at the moment because we've got so many midfield players injured, um, that you need everyone to be on their game to cover that in these game in these particular type of games. And I don't think I I, I don't think the defense and, and I'm talking about the centre defense. Like Canati had a, a wonderful game against United, and he didn't have that great a game in my opinion against Brighton, and Van Dijk think- didn't have that great a game against against Brighton either. But you need to look where, where the source of this was, Phil. And for me, standing in the ground watching it, right? Early on, like, there was one ball over the top early on and Van Dijk actually flicks it to himself and then just plays football. It was ridiculous, right? And and you're, and they were on it. And what I mean by that is they penned Brighton in and Brighton's only ball out was just to get rid of it. And Van Dijk cleared it up. Brighton started hitting a few balls at him and Canate. They dealt with it. You know, <laughs> Liverpool pressed them and made them rush passes around midfield. Air defenders stood in and got it. All of them. But what happened was then, Phil, and I felt sorry for the, the back four on Saturday from for, for a long period of the game because Brighton were literally, I swear to God, one ball into centre midfield, popped it to another guy, and they literally had five, six fellas running that air back four. Yes, and I don't yeah. care how fucking good you are, right? If you have five, six fellas running at 40 and they're, they're making moves everywhere, how many fellas are you meant to cover? And people are having a go. I don't think Robertson was good at the weekend, but he was literally looking around going, is there anybody here to help? Trent, yeah. mm-hmm. it's a deliberate thing with Trent to keep him very high. Invite that ball in behind him and we clear it up, but we'll, we'll make sure we nearly pin you in down that side. Yeah. But like, to be honest with you, Phil, like, the midfield was appalling. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, don't get me wrong, if the midfield were press, 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 and they were getting passes, you know, passes through the strikers and Van Dijk wasn't dealing with them or Canati wasn't dealing with them, you go, you know what, you need to deal with that. They're doing their job. They're rushing people. They're pressing people. But they simply weren't. Like, there was one. There was one. I think might be in the goal they get. Their midfielder gets it in the left left side of midfield and literally runs the width of Anfield with it, right, and gives it to another guy who runs back the other the width of Anfield in the opposite direction with it. And nobody it wasn't went near the goal. It. It wasn't nobody. The goal. Was it the goal? No, it wasn't the goal. No, it wasn't it the was... goal. But it, it was literally like. <clears throat> These fellas have literally ran a, probably a combined 100 yards with this ball and nobody in midfield went near them. Nobody. And Henderson was losing the fucking his mind. Every single time the ball went anywhere, he was losing his mind. But I get what you're saying about him because I don't think Van Dijk is at 100% and I don't think he should be after 10 years. Mm. I said it last week, you probably have to, like you look at the league table after 15, you probably have to look at him after 15. You yeah. know, he'll probably get another, you get another international break here and then you come back and then by the start of December, he'll be 15 games in. Um, league games in and I think you have to look at them then but just look I, I agree with Andy to a point it is early days these things happen they are doing something different for me with regards definitely with regards to Trent and definitely in midfield Um, and sometimes it'll work magnificently and sometimes it won't and the person that he had in there on Saturday asked a lot for it to work but overall you just have to hold your hands up and say they weren't good enough on Saturday mm. and that's okay to say they weren't good enough on Saturday <coughs> I do my, my worry People see and people live in the immediate. They only look at results and they only look at one game and they, they look at one game in isolation. My worry is we, we've drawn three or five at home. Um, and two of those games we should have won. <clears throat> and, and if you take the Brighton game, we should win that. When, you, when you're two goals up, we should win that game. There's, there's no excuse in terms of what it is, even if we have a poor midfield that's there. And Pete, going back to your original point about this team, this team has set all sorts of records and has done all sorts of wonderful things. But my biggest fear, and I've, I've said it on previous podcasts, is that this team, because of the league it's in, ends up with potentially one league title and one Champions League, which it would be amazing. 
but I want to see this team win multiple leagues because I want this to be seen as a generational team. A team when people look back at it and talk about Klopp's era at Liverpool, it's unquestionable that he is there with the with Bob Hazy and with Bill Shankly as 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 one of the greatest Liverpool managers. And like I think the difficulty that he has to face into um, with the com- the level of competition that's all around him, Shankly and Paisley didn't have to deal with this level of competition in terms of what they were what they what they went in to achieve. Look, we have you've got P- you've got other teams thrown billions of pounds at it to, to win the league. And you look at Chelsea, Chelsea. If, Ch- if Chelsea were to win the league this year, they'd have won the league with two different managers in the time Klopp has been at the, at the club, mm. and they fucked money left, right, and centre, like beyond left, right, and centre, right. Um, we've built it around our system and it's incredible what, but I go back to it's incredible what Klopp's done it's incredible he, he has us where we are but you know there's always a disappointment there's always a disappointment when you drop points from a losing position you can buy it if you're, if you're down 2-0 and you pull yourself back into a 2-all draw at home and the other side is Andy would say if somebody had given you the run of games we have and they say that we'd pick up four points out of the United and Brighton games and you draw with United and beat Brighton yeah. Nobody's nobody's questioning it. You know what yeah, I mean? Going exactly. to Old Trafford, you, so you get the same amount of points just in reverse. It's a very valid point, and football rarely works out the way. Sorry, you Andy, I'm just I'm just going to get a can. I'll be back. Right? <laughs> I'm going anywhere. Um, well, no, look, we we'll just have a, a chat between me and you, Phil, because uh, I think we, we could have a good chat about this. Um, football never happens the way you expect, right? You know, mm-hmm. if someone had a set to we'd probably draw at Old Trafford, and we'd it'd be Brighton at home, you'd say, yeah, that's football and that's that's way we expect it to happen. But it happened in, in the reverse. You know what I mean? We went away and absolutely tonked Man United and look, and you know, you know, for all the slagging, they went and, and made a very good account of themselves against Spurs. So they have still got a bit about them. They are dangerous, but we beat them 5-0 and then at home against Brighton, which maybe people think it should be a, um, a you know, a guaranteed three points, but it can be a banana skin. People aren't don't seem to realise how good Brighton are, and that's the way football goes. And we we have to accept that across the season. If certain games won't go your way, you know what I mean. You, you're not entitled to win every game. And we'll get on to my topic as well later on. But Brighton didn't give up. Mm. I mean, and that's that's what that's what made us so good. And as time goes on throughout the season, I think we're going to see that again from us. Mm. Andy, and talk about never giving up. Um, that's your topic and I've no fucking yeah. idea what you're talking about so you may have explain it to everyone which I just thought it was a Mo Salah t-shirt that you're going to start talking about and you couldn't get one when you were over in Liverpool yeah I know it's, it's just it kind of cropped up in my head a few times first of all Brighton they just didn't give up and they, they, mm. they got what they deserved out of the game they could have won the game quite easily and that was all from just staying in digging deep I mean they were nearly three goals down and they, they just managed to edge their way back into the game and by but yeah, halfway through the second half, they were well on top and they could have scored. They were very unlucky not to go 3-2 ahead. Um, you know, looking at the fans, it got so quiet after Brighton started kind of getting on top. And we, we, we'd seen a lot of fans heading off early. I don't know what this thing is. Is it, is it this modernisation of football where people are just giving up, mm. throwing in the towel? Um, fa- fans on Twitter, you know what I mean? The place was was hopping, you know what I mean? And it, I know it's only a social media platform, but look, even amongst ourselves on WhatsApp and having a chats like top of the world um, after beating Man United and a really good uh, performance at Preston as well with the, with the fringe players and, and everything's good. And one draw, one draw, 
10 games into the season and people are giving up. You know what I mean? And our players, our players, Klopp didn't like the body language. Did our players give up too easy? The point is, don't give up. Mm. You know what I mean? And 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 we're all in this together as as supporters and the team. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't even be entering their mind that this league is over. Um, at this stage, three points behind Chelsea. It's way too early in um, you know, Tuchel's reign at Chelsea to just go the whole season unbeaten. I've no, I've no doubt next season this might be a Chelsea team that'll go on and win the league. Absolutely, they'll challenge. But I guarantee you now sitting here, they're going to have a bad run. They're going to have a, a spell over a month or six weeks where they'll drop a few points. And Liverpool will get in there. No problem. They'll, they'll, put, they'll put 10 games together. We're unbeaten in what, 20, ga- 20 odd games? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. I think it is. 23 games and a draw and people are giving up throwing in the towel and citing things like, oh, we should have strengthened in, in, a, in the summer. Well, well, we didn't. You know what I mean? And it's not that simple. There's so many factors. You can't just buy a ninth player for that three-man midfield. Yeah, you yeah. can't just go. It's not how football works. You you have yeah. to, you would have had to get rid of one of them, okay? And to bring in the quality that you're talking about to replace that could have come on instead of Ox at the weekend, you're talking about getting rid of a, a high, you know, a well-paid player. Very difficult to sell. Ox is on good money. Very difficult to shift them and bring in someone of proper quality. It's very hard to, to say to someone that we, you know, we Fabino there with Katie who spent fifty million on with uh, uh, Thiago Henderson, um, a player oh, uh, of you know a really good player is 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 going to want they're going to want good money and they're going to want to be guaranteed to play football. Yeah. It's not that straightforward. The, the same, so- Andy, the, the exactly the same the same fellas that are giving up and throwing in the towel about Liverpool are the same fellas in the comments and even on social media talking about how much they fear Manchester City, who don't have a centre forward and are losing games left, right, and centre. It's actually incredible. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's so hypocritical. And look, um, and you're you're balancing up so many things. We all want to see our academy succeed as well. We want to see players coming up through um through the through the academy, like Curtis Jones getting chances, um, like Elliot. Look at you! Look at City, one of the best players in the league, and Phil Foden. Well, we want there. We want to have our Phil Foden in the midfield. Give these players um, the the minutes that they deserve. And it, it was extremely unlucky for Elliot to get. I know you can see certain players like Keita in and out of the team, and Henderson and Milner. But you would imagine from eight of them, you've still got a fairly competent midfield that's able to do. Do bits and pieces, but and and again, I'm, I I don't really believe that it's down to personnel alone. I think the tactics that Klopp has tried this season it just hasn't paid off at times. I think. Um, I think when it comes Andy, to, can, just sorry, Gav, can yeah, you just yeah. show Marcus Barnes um, super chat there for the five of the of the pounds of the euros of the yeah. Swahili Bundesliga? No, it's great British pounds, but it looks like. right. Yeah, not worth the money it's written on. Um, more Gav the what we right. get. You want to see the, the, the exchange, right? Go on. The issue is is midfield. Jones and Ox in the same midfield doesn't work. Both are offensively minded and don't have the defensive discipline. Uh, no midfield works with Ox in it because he's shit. Um, was what the general take seems to be. However, he did actually play quite well when he came on against Atletico, so I can understand why... Had an assist why, at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand when Klopp was happy to throw him in. Um, the disappointment would be that Keita got injured because he's been playing quite well. Um, and he has been actually making an impact in the midfield because the two lads are able to... Well, I thought the Kate and Milner and, and Henderson midfield was was really nice um, because it is. 
<laughs> Pete, can you stop getting up and leaving? Like we want to know you're on a bungee cord. You just got running off and being pulled. No, as Chris Breck knows, I have small kids that are the most sensitive sleepers. They just they're fast asleep. But it's not to do that. Your missus, but your missus is going to hit you with a frying pan now in a minute. It's no, going to look like an old Vic Reeves sketch. She's fast asleep. No, no, just um, they're at that age where you hear the noise. No, I, I look. I Phil. I, 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 can I just I start to. Well, sorry. Just, just that comment because look, I'm about to be insane about players in midfield and what we should have done in the summer. But Kevin Ball says, like, yeah, okay, it's a valid point. We should have replaced Ginny. Maybe Ginny as an individual, we should have replaced him, but that would have meant get getting rid of someone because we'd we'd Harvey Elliott who was now ready for this midfield that came in. You can't just like expect Klopp to go out and buy a midfielder and then Elliott gets no football. We're trying to we're trying to create a superstar here, a player in um it was world class in the making. So mm. Ginny was replaced numbers wise by Elliot. He was coming into the frame and he deserved it. Yeah, but you can't and, have and this, then also can't, Andy, I'm not, can't I'm not finished, can I make my point? Oh, yeah, yeah. Point. Well, I was gonna agree with you, yeah. but fuck you. And then no, you yeah, and then and then last Stop season, talking. last season when we probably could have done point. when when we lost Lovren last season at centre back. Um, and we won signing to make it. We went out, we bought a sentiment failure in uh, Thiago. Uh, I was expecting fully that Ginny was gone or going there and then that they would have cashed in and whether it was then or in January that the writing was on the wall there that, that Ginny was gone. I couldn't see any sense for buying an extra sentiment failure. So I think that that's when Ginny was kind of replaced. They went out, oh, it's not like for like, but they went out and bought a player, a starter, you know what I mean? A player who's experienced like Ginny and is going to come into the team and start. So Ginny was replaced numbers wise. He was the, the gap was filled. Okay, you know you'd be doing well to find another Ginny Wijnaldum in, in world football who's fit every single game and has Ooh. that same sort of energy. But numbers wise, it hasn't like been, Klopp has been negligent here. I think if he had his way, he probably would have shifted Ox and brought in someone who has the legs. It's not that simple during a pandemic the, the, and the club reported a loss and everything else. You have to be able to shift players for us to bring them in. Yeah. And and somebody made the point there about um, Saul. I mean, Chelsea have so much money that they can tactically take players off the board that Liverpool are interested in. This is what you're up against when you're trying to bring somebody in. Don't worry, the Mafia money's on the way. We're going to be burying money left, exactly. right, and centre. Exactly. You have to play the hand, the hand you're dealt. I mean, I'm enjoying, new, personally, I'm in enjoying Jones. Now, in the new Anfield road end that they're building, they're sticking in massive, massive washing machines and they're going to launder all the money that the Mafia are going to send <laughs> over and we're going to have, we're going to have billions of euros to, to spend. It's going to be great crack. They're going to pay for it in cash. It's going to be none of yeah. these payment pro plans anymore. Lashes yeah, all in cash. But Gav, I want to ask you, right? Mm. This is the thing. This goes back to everyone is losing their shit over the fact we didn't sign the midfielder. Mm. We know. We know that the method that they've employed is that they don't just buy a player. They wait till the player that they want comes along. And I'm, I'm convinced till I'm convinced until it doesn't happen that Graven Birch is the player that they've wanted. And they're prepared to sit there. Right, and it's not it's not Bellingham, it's not anybody like that. It's going to be someone who isn't a hundred million or ninety million. It's going to be someone like a Gra- I, I think it's Gravenberch. I think that's the fellow they, they're waiting on, and we knew that he was going to spend another year in Ajax. And this is what they're this is this is part of the plan because they're constantly, constantly planning for what the next evolution of that team is. Yeah. And if you look at who's likely to be moved on, going back to Andy's point of nine midfielders, Ox ain't going to be there. Milner is going to be 39 or whatever he is at, the, at that stage, right? This is where you then bring somebody in that you expect to see 
embedded into your centre midfield, and you've got what what Hendo's going to be thirty three. They're going to be looking at who is the who is the longer term replacement for him. It. Do you think this happens in January? No. Well, so if they can then, do it, they will. If they can do it, they will. Yeah. Well. Well. Then it's a it's a mute point, and I'm mm. I'm getting the pain in me hole to be honest with you. Um, talking about what midfield we should have and shouldn't have every time we can see the goal or drop a point, you know. Um, you know, Thiago gets an injury. Um, like someone said there, he's a, he's a, he's a risk that's massively back for it. He hasn't. He got fucking folded in half at Goodison mm-hmm. Park, and that's why he was out last season. He was exceptional when he came back for the last 10, 12 games of last season. He gets an injury this season, and he, that can happen to anyone. The, um, Fabinho's picked something up. It, it was meant to be a bit more than people thought, but he's back in training with the looks of it. So that's okay. <laughs> Milner is so reliable, you know, but he's 36, and when you see a hamstring going over, you have to expect that. And the Harvey Elliott one is just so fucking unfortunate. It's untrue. But then when you look at the start of midfield at the weekend, you know, you you push for Jones and you push for Jones and he's been really, really good this season. He was off on Saturday. Shit happens. Yeah. Um, to gets an injury. I know Andy was extremely frustrated with this because we were like, nothing happened to him. Like literally he was there and then he was on the ground. We still don't know what's going on with him. And that frustration continues because I thought he was probably our best midfielder up until he went off. You know what I mean? And then Ox comes on and Ox, Ox is a good A if you have two people minding him. Mm. And what I mean by that is if you have Fabinho and you have a Henderson, Ox is fine. Because they'll absolutely be in his ear left and right in both his ears saying, this is what you have to do, keep doing it, keep doing it. And he, and it brings out the best in him because he has got that bit of explosiveness in him where he go buy a player, hit a strike. But just the balance was completely wrong in that midfield. It was just completely mm. wrong. And I'm sick of having this conversation. We should have fucking replaced uh, Wijnaldum. We didn't. Um, uh, Let's be honest about it. <laughs> If you have them all fit, are you calling for a Wijnaldum replacement if they're all no, fit? No, if, if Elliot doesn't you know, snap not. his ankle. You're simply not. And, and, the th- and the thing is, you have got a player that's had an ankle broken in half. You have had a player that's um, gone out injured in Thiago. You have a 36-year-old, fair enough, he gets a hamstring injury. We need to just stop this. That's the, And to be honest with you, if it was me, I'd be looking at Clockmore on Saturday and saying, well, hold on, you know that Jones is an attacking-minded player and you also know that Oxlade-Chamberlain is an attacking-minded player. So what I'm going to do is you need to tell them to stop drifting wide and stop making this game a big game. Get into the middle of the park and walk. And if they'd have done that, Liverpool would have won the game. It's as simple as that. But Brighton seeing these gaps and exposed them. And, you know, it's to be honest with you, I wouldn't have brought Ox on. Right? I would have I would have literally went to 4-2-3-1. And I would have went, I'm sitting too deep here. I'm sitting too deep. And I'm going to bring Firmino back in. And I'm going to bring Jota on. That's what I would have done. Because it would have made us, it would have made us, much more solid in the middle of the park. You can see us being, yeah. We were struggling. But look, I'm just tired of having this fucking conversation because okay. I, I, know what you, I know what you're saying, Phil, with planning and stuff like that and grabbing back, and I get all that. But you're saying it to the point of, you, the way you speak about it is, well, we're planning. And, you know, if you look forward and you look at these players and there's reason why they go, that's fine. But if you turn around to me, Phil, and go, well, we should have fucking got grabbing back because I'm just going, I'm not fucking listening to you anymore. You know what I mean? That's just the way I am. Because there's I, no I point. You know what I mean? No, I know you didn't. I, what you said was perfectly fine because you're talking about planning and, and stuff like that and it's, and it's a sane argument. But hmm. when when people come out and go, as soon as something happens, it's like, oh, oh we should, uh, we should. Do. And I'm like, come on. You know what I mean? Andy, and we have these games. It's simple as that. Do, do, on the basis that like you're impressed with, with um, players and, and things that never give up, do you not have the same um, sort of admiration for all the lads on Twitter who hate Henderson and want FSG out because they've, they've never given up. 
They Never give up when you, they get no, they do. They're the most frail, uh, cringeworthy bunch of uh, I won't say on in, in the in the world. They disappear sure. when they're winning and they don't even come along to celebrate when we <laughs> when we lift trophies. Um, they're an embarrassment to the club. And like you know, I laugh at other teams with with their fans like those, and I, it it bugs me to see that that's that that's the sort of people who are representing our fan base. You know what I mean? And and the, and the laughing stock. Like I've said it to the lads. You know, you might you might never see a better Liverpool team or a better era of Liverpool teams as Liverpool under Klopp. If you can't enjoy this now, you'll never ever ever enjoy Liverpool. You'll never enjoy them. You won't ever get your way. It's not like getting players and doing this and doing that just like it's on tap, like FIFA or something. It's not going to happen. Just like, I don't know why they bother. Um, it's it's embarrassing. Gav, on on the point of pointless humans who support football, you, you, you wanted to bring up the topic of pointless assistance. Oh, my God. Like, I wasn't even as annoyed at the result as I was at these pricks, right? Because I got fucking... <laughs> and uh, to the to the two young lads in the cop beside me um, on about 80 minutes um, the other day, I apologise. You probably aren't watching, but I apologise because I absolutely went bananas um, at one stage. And I realised then I had my hands on these two lads' shoulders and they were only about 14. And I fucking went mad. I mean, I, I roared and I was fucking... And then I looked and went, oh, that's fucking terrible. Like, the two kids were looking at me going, what the fuck is this fella on? Um, <clears throat> and I said, sorry, but I genuinely think we've got to the stage where you don't need linesmen or whatever you, uh, assistant referees or whatever they're called now. Genuinely, I mean that. Because there was one stage, and I'm sure I've I seen Matt in here, he's a sports fan, so he's probably watching, he'd probably tell me, um, as he watches sports, probably some United fans in here, wherever there is, but at that game on Saturday, Phil, right, there was one stage, the ball, I think it, was, it might have been Henderson, kicked it off a guy. Um, main stand, second half. And everyone was like, it's a Liverpool throw. And you can see, the, you know, everyone kind of, you know the way they react, you see them moving into position and moving towards the ball to throw it. And he stood there, right? And he just kept staring at the ref and staring at the ref and staring. And then the ref pointed for Brighton and he just went, oh yeah, Brighton, right? And that's and the, the goal went, came from that. The place went fucking mad, right? But my biggest thing is, if it's offside, put your fucking flag up and tell us it's offside. Don't let the game go on for another 15 seconds because even if that fella scores, you're still going to put the fucking flag up. Mm-hmm. And it was the same for the Brighton goal, the, the goal that was disallowed, right? Your man's put through, he's offside, he goes around the keeper, he scores, and then the flag comes up, right? And then there was another one where he was a mile offside and he lets him play until the ball is in the box and the flag goes up. And I'm like, why don't you just put the flag up? Why are you making this go on for another five seconds before you do it? What is the thought behind this? And I genuinely got to the stage where I went, they are pointless. Their point is what's happening because the referee is making all the decisions. They just put that flag up 15 seconds after the incident. And it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong because everything's going to be reviewed anyway. It was so fucking annoying, Phil. And you know what? It's not even that. It annoyed me, it annoyed fans, but you could see the players from both sides, not even not Liverpool, not only Liverpool, because I'm not here to tell you Liverpool are hard done by and stuff like that. But you could see both sets of players literally going, Why is this game going on? Mm. Like it's going on for 10, 15 seconds longer than it should. And all you have to do is stick up that flag. And mm. it, it, it makes no sense, Phil, because if he puts it up straight away, it's a, it's an offside. Are they waiting to see what happens and if a goal goes in and then they put that flag up? 
they, it's, it's a reason to check. I don't know, but they're pointless. They're absolutely and utterly pointless. Yeah. And there were so many people getting annoyed. And, <laughs> like, you know, somebody said, uh, Midnight Talker said, that's the rule. But what is the rule? Yeah. What is the rule? Like, there's a yeah. fella going through, and he's, like, Salah goes through, he's offside, goes by the keeper, puts it in the net, celebrates. He's fucking celebrating. And the flag goes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or if a fella goes through and takes a shot and it goes wide, then he puts the flag up. What difference does the fucking make? Yeah. It's, no, it, uh, it, is, it is ridiculous, Gav. And, it's mad. Uh, the problem is, if if there's an ex, uh, if there's another phase of play, like they they stop and they kind of go again or it goes out for a corner, that offside is forgotten about. Mm. Yeah. Which is ridiculous because it's a yeah. consequence of an offside position. It's a, it's a consequence of being offside. So yeah. they'll play it on. You know, I know they, they will throw the flag up if it's a very, very obvious one, but it does seem like this season where even mm. ones that they can see was was clearing off outside, they they let play on. It's and ridiculous. It's, they, yeah, they don't know you what have to, to do. Feel so, you know, exactly. You have to feel it's sorry. Kind of injuries, injuries as well. You know, things yeah. happening. That's um. Well, sorry, know, sorry, sorry, can I just say, mm. Midnight Hoker says, leave the flag down for close calls so the game can go on for any goals and then check. Then Kev says, you literally just described what Gav. Wait, if it's close. Right, if it's close, leave the fucking flag down. Then yeah. you don't have to put it up. Just leave the fucking thing down. And if it goes in the net, the goal's going to be checked anyway. If and th- like this game is being refereed ten seconds behind the referee in a van somewhere in an industrial yeah. estate. Well, Gav, the, whole Gav, the problem, the problem with letting don't it go. Don't put the flag up, though. Don't put it up. The, prob- the problem with letting it go is defenders are going for it. Like what happened to that um, Spanish defender against France. Yeah. And they're getting a touch, and then all of a sudden, okay, it's a new phase of play. Mbappe's yeah. onside, and you lose the, a tournament final. The most ridiculous thing, it's getting harder now. You can actually mm. become onside from being yeah. a yard or two offside. It's ridiculous. Offside should go back um, to being offside. Can I just point out look, you know, referees and linesmen are a fucking waste of space, right? There's no need for them in a game of football. We can just automate <laughs> everything. We can have, we have spoiler cam. Make spoiler cam the referee, and they've joint television screens in, in stadiums that just flashes up a decision, and they get like a, a hooter goes off when they have to, instead of a whistle, right? Because it frightened everyone on the pitch, and they'd stop, and that would be that job done. You can't tell me now that at this point in time, with Hawkeye and everything that goes on, they can't find a system that automatically calls offside and just electrocutes the referee so that he, sc- he screams or something and it just stops the game right like at, at this point in time it's pointless it's uh, i i completely agree with you I, I don't think they should have 40 linesmen right so they can all stand in a line and just make sure it's all right like if if you're not, i i i don't i don't get by this either don't put up the flag if it's close close brings subjectivity into decisions close like what's close if you can't see, if you can't say for sure. If they run the game on, though, if they run the game on and a ball goes in the net, like the Brighton goal and like Salah's goal, they were both disallowed. Him putting up that flag or not makes no fucking difference. He is, he's immaterial to what's happened, right? He's immaterial yep. because when Salah goes through and he rounds the keeper, puts it in the net and starts to celebrate and then the flag goes up, right? Why is he putting it up? It's in the fucking net. They're going to check it anyway. Mm. do you know what I mean so what they Again, should do is and, and, and I mean even for throw-ins now forget them because they're not making decisions on throw-ins they're looking at the ref to tell them what way the point yeah is well I so mean let the, uh, so that, let was, ref, that was it was, uns- that was, it was insane yeah, that everyone, was everyone in the ground everyone in the ground was like that's a throw-in to Liverpool everybody Liverpool yeah. player went to take the throw the Brighton fellow that was closest backs away because he wants to cover a man 
And the referee just puts his hand pointing towards the Anfield road end. And then the linesman went, oh, okay, and put the flag up and pointed at <coughs> where he told him to. Making it they up are, as they go along. They are insignificant to the game to the point where I genuinely don't know why they're there. Because but Gav, they realise that. And that's don't why put the flag stopping, up. Just put no that's flags up. That's why they're not up. doing their jobs. That's why yeah, they're not just, doing their jobs. But just put no flags up and just let these people in the van referee the game 10 seconds behind the referee and pull them and go, um, your man went through there. He took a shot. Uh, the keeper has saved it and it's gone wide. You, you're about to take a corner. Stop it. It's a goal kick. I'm not looking at it. Simple. Simple. Mm. You can check everything in five seconds. Do you know what's... this fucking Egypt running up and down mm. and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and then going, oh, I think he's offside. Wait, wait, if you thought he was offside... Put the fucking flag up. Simple yeah. as that. There's, there's no need for them. Absolutely no need for them. Do you, do you know has I think though, this, this encourages, though, players just to ignore... In other way, you're, you're taught to play to the whistle, right? <laughs> does it not encourage players to ignore the whistle? Because, like... Yeah, just get, keep like, going. Just keep going. Yeah. I mean, like, if, if you keep going and you suddenly realise that I should have blown the whistle, that was the wrong decision, and just keep playing on and score a goal. Just keep going. Why, why would you play to the whistle? Fire comes in, looks at it, goes, actually, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a goal. Go. If you play to the whistle and stop, you're not going to score. Just, just, just do your own thing. Well, this this, this encourages players, you not to follow rules because there's a camera that, che- that it, checks the rules for you. I, I think about the way Van Dijk was injured last year of his career, and it's for something that should have been stopped beforehand. You know, it's it's incredible. I mean, to think that they couldn't punish Jordan Pickford. I know we've had this conversation a million times, but that's going to happen more and more. And it will only become important when it happens to a player that doesn't play for Liverpool, because obviously it doesn't get discussed. But when it, when it happens to, God forbid, it should happen to Cristiano Ronaldo, he should, you know, be crucified in a, in a, in a non-punishable situation because of VAR or somebody like that. That's when people are going to start saying, this is getting out of hand. And it's exactly as you say, Phil, I'll just play because there's no whistle. Just keep going. I'll ignore that whistle and I'm going to go through this fella because the chances are I can go through this fella and have no consequence because there's an incident that be, be that will be checked beforehand and that will just be another thing. Now, I know referees are saying, oh, but it's violent conduct. You can do it. I don't know. I've, 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 I've watched poor Van Dijk getting crumpled. His knee crumpled the other way. The other way and it wasn't even spoken to. Do you think, though, Pete, that this is... Uh, a uniquely British thing. Oh, yeah, it's about accountability. It's not. It's no, linesmen no, no, everywhere. I don't care. No, him, no, 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 and they all act in, in the same way with one fella in the middle of the pitch who relays and the decisions. don't break ranks. I mean, even the, the Sky have a program with mm. one of the ex-referees and he he never... The referee could could miss something. Well, it could be interpreted. It could have been interpreted. All this British circling of wagons yep. and, 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 and no, anything to avoid bollocks. accountability. That's it's, it's, it's This isn't about a British it thing. Is. This is Our a linesman thing. I, I'm not here about VAR... And I'm here about linesmen putting up flags 15 seconds after the shoot. And my argument yeah, is, that's, that's if, you're gonna do it, <laughs> if you're going to do it 15 seconds beforehand, just get rid of them. Just get fucking rid of them. And I don't mean the, I mean the Premier League, all over Europe, everywhere. If you're a linesman, 
down the dole office because your fucking job is gone <laughs> or become a referee or train on VAR or do not something. Europe. They but, are referees. No, they're assistant referees. They're, 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 they're very good. They're very good in Europe. They put up the flags and they, they tell the referee what's going on. They even tell them which way the, the, the throw has to go. No, I'm, I'm just, I couldn't believe what I was watching on Saturday. And to be honest with you, uh, no matter what people say to me about if it's close, if it's not, just do nothing. Just do nothing because it's, it's going because if it's close, it's still going to be decided yeah. by a fella in the van. So just let it him fucking do it. In the the throw in costs. I think you're right. Come here, Phil. I actually thought Putin's assistance was about assistant managers because you know they. There was loads of them at one stage. They're behind the goal and everything. Yeah. Somebody had two two linesmen behind the goal. Yeah, but the fellas behind the goal never made never made um. Decision. My favorite, my no, favorite bit with the lads behind, my favorite bit of the lads behind the goal was that they had flags without the flag. They had just the poles. Do you remember they just started to yeah. buzz the referee and everyone? Do you remember Mark Lawrence had an absolute breakdown because he couldn't figure out what he couldn't put the flag up behind the goal to tell the referee something? And I was like, "Well, Mark, they actually have a buzzer that lets the referee know he wants to call him over." And he goes, "I'm not having that." Gavin Andy on tour said Gav goes to the first game in ages. It was my first game in ages because of the COVID stuff and goes mental on lineups. It's do you know something? When you're watching on the TV, you, you see a bit of it if the linesman's on the far side of the pitch. But if he's on the camera side, you don't see as much. And I'd say people going to games week in, week out go absolutely mental. But um, Olivier makes a great point. He says, I've been told many a time those extra 15 seconds make a world of difference, Gav. So that's a great point as well. Come here. That, uh, that comment Laura Duffy had up about the study, I'd be interested yeah. to see that because um, you know, nobody's really talking about VAR this season uh, in terms of offsides. True. Maybe uh, they're just bored of it. Andy well, it's because it. it's because they're not shown uh, the evidence anymore. They're not shown mm. the process and the lines anymore. So people are now. I mistakenly last year um, was a champions the idea of more transparency and more information. No, 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 no. When actual so fact, that tell you? I was completely that tell you? wrong. But the, what does are, that tell you, Andy? People are dumb. People are stupid. No, that the, the accountability again. What Phil is saying, they don't want to be accountable. You know, they no, just want no, to say. Well, yeah, no, but that's in re- no, but isn't it crazy to think that uh, reducing the amount of transparency has solved the problem? Now people aren't seeing the evidence that leads to the decision, and they're yeah. accepting offsides, whether they're offside or onside. Yeah. I think it's absolutely crazy. And I remember last year seeing it in the Champions League, and I thought. There's never any trouble in the Champions League. They're never giving about offsides in the Champions League because they weren't shown in the Champions League. Mm. I thought that maybe they were just better referees or they were better um, VAR officials. But in actual fact, people deserve less information because it, because they it, they end up shutting up and not complaining about it. If you haven't realised that the age of information is actually... It's over. Shit, 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 shit. Well, you still, right? get, you still get all but the information if you watch on TV. But it was not. Yeah, but, well, it's sometimes they might show it later on. But this whole idea of the process, uh, what, what people were doing was saying, "Oh, that them lines aren't straight," and they were they were getting uh, screenshots off their phone and using a ruler on their phone that doesn't like, yeah, like <laughs> stupid. Like how on earth? There's millions was invested in that technology to 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 take account for perspective and angles and everything else. And some fella on his phone 
he thinks he can use a ruler like at that angle to to make a valid point. Absolutely, I'm doubting that line that's that they spent millions on uh, testing and the development that went into it that proves it. That absolutely proves it. But this is my and whole I'm point. Trust my ruler on my Samsung <laughs> Galaxy, and oh my god, this, this is an OLED screen. But this is uh, this is my whole point, like about information and stuff like that. The linesman has thrown in an element of information that's not needed. And what I mean by that is, don't come into the equation. He doesn't need to come into the equation. He doesn't even need to be there. Just a referee takes the ball out and says, right, let's go. I've fucking 50 cameras in this ground. I've one flying up above our fucking heads. And I have spoiler cam. Within five seconds of anything happening on this pitch, I'll have the information back to me. Are you? Yeah. Should you be red carded? Is it a corner? Is it? He can do whatever he fucking like and go back to referee is making. Oh, he got that. He got that wrong on the corner. Big fucking deal, right? But he won't get it wrong on yellows or reds because of everything's being checked. Everything, everything, everything. And I and like you said, it, it just proves to me that they, there's no point in them being there. And from next season, there should not be assistant referees running down the pitch with flags. Well, there the won't like that because well, fuck them. You know, I I don't think they'd be listening. I am. I don't think they'd be that's, that's a good talk for a Monday, Gav. That's but, a good talk um, for Monday. And, and to be fair, <laughs> yeah, with a Monday, Monday. You can't trust that day because one day, one day, sometimes it just turns out that way. Monday morning, you gave me no warning of what was to be. Are you Monday, Monday, how could you leave and not take me? So, oh, no, no, Spirito, Santo, De Maria, Esposito, <laughs> Tritos. <laughs> he's off yours at this stage. Uh, mm. He's gone. He's, uh, Spores have sacked their manager. Um, in the race to appoint Conte, it was winner takes all. Um, well, sorry, loser takes all between themselves and United at the weekend. Ole has managed to keep his job again, which is fair play to him. He's really the proud media. Really the, proud the, the effort media. that he's put in. Um, really proud of everything that went on there. I was going to sing an intro, but since we're on YouTube, you get banned for copyright and everything. So uh, we That's can't right. go back to the olden days of, of, of the podcast. I would, have, I would have done that. Um, so Nuno's off. Uh, nice little payday for himself. Um, and he's, he's headed off to the hills. Daniel Levy has not messed around, Gav. Not messing around like United where Jordan the week, right? He went down and got Conte today. So we now have Conte back Is in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, Fabrizio mm-hmm. Romano, who knows these things, has confirmed contact. I give over. <laughs> Fabrizio Romano and his mates, right? Chant. We're all in the fucking. They were all in the bleeding United dressing room last week, telling you that uh, Conte was on the way. They linked Chant. about fourteen managers that were all in talks, and then they were all on the bleeding uh, Newcastle bandwagon during the week, and now they're on the sports. And would you give over? That man is Newcastle. Newcastle have uh, said they're going to make a multi-million pound bid for Unai Emery. To bring him into New yeah, they're willing to, yeah, they're willing, willing to pay, yeah, yeah. So the, he's coming in, and uh, United are going to extend Ole for another five years because they believe that he's sorted out the problems because he was able to get Ronaldo to play at the weekend, which is fantastic. Now, um, on that, I want to come back to the realistic conversation around this. So, uh, Nuno's gone, Conte is in, makes lads in reality. If Conte comes back to the Premier League and takes up one of the jobs, there's not many of the top, top level managers left around who will be free for, say, United uh, gig if they need to come in and and, and take him in. Um, what type of move is this for sports? Because for me, I can't see. I think they've, they've. I, I hate to say, it, I can't find a proper word for it, but I think they've they threw all their money into their stadium and they've 
in in the same way as that we have issues in terms of spending what they like. They don't have billions to spend, and it's a case of they've pissed all their money into the stadium, and it's affected what's going on the pitch. And the mm. real the real out was to sell Harry Kane for 140, 150 mm. million to let them rebuild. They'll do in January for Conte coming in. Do you reckon? Well, if he wants 150 million to spend, so it'll have to be raised somewhere. It has to go. I mean, Kane is completely down tools. He's completely down tools. It's, incre- it's incredible. So he has to go. Has to go. He's like gone. His shut down. It's another. It's another panic. It's another panic from sports for yeah. me. Um, Sporty. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo and all the other names you gave earlier didn't stand a chance of sports. Um, mm. Simply because he is the exact opposite in style as to what sports want. If they'd have watched him at Wolves, you would have known that. Very um, very drilled side that's quite defensive, looked to hit you on the break with one or two fast players, and, and that's the way they played. He got some good results, but you could see it starting to wane over the last probably six, eight months um, at Wolves, and I think they knew he was gone. The, I think he's about their fourth or fifth choice in the summer. You know, Gattuso, uh, Conte. Fonseca, um, there might be one other, and um, his name is in the hat, and he eventually gets it, even though he looked on the verge of taking the Everton job, if you remember. Yeah, and he doesn't stand a chance because if you look at the squad he has, and then you have the captain who absolutely bottles a move to Man City, in my opinion, I keep saying it, he bottles a move to Man City because he's afraid of his uh, to lose his ego and reputation at sports, and now he just doesn't look like he wants to play. Um, he's he's son looks a shadow of himself. The defence looks a mess. Um, they paid 50 million quid, Sean, he told me, for that centre-half to play at the weekend, and it's madness. And he, he doesn't stand a chance, and he's gone. And he's, he's, oh, he said it earlier, even when he won manager of the month, I thought he was in trouble because the manner in which he, in which he won those games wouldn't last too long, and it wouldn't cut any... It wouldn't cut... He wouldn't make the grade with sports fans on what they want to see because... You know, we've always heard of the Liverpool way, the Arsenal way, West Ham way. Uh, sports have a way. They like to entertain. They always have. And it's probably been to their detriment at certain times where they haven't been yeah, solid enough. He went, he went yeah, too yeah. far the other way. He tried to be way too solid. Watching them at, at the Arsenal at the London, North London Derby was appalling. But then when you look at Conte, it's um, it's Mourinho Mark too for me. He's a fellow that's going to come in there. I think, I think it is, Phil. I think he's going to rock a boat. I think he's going to look for loads of money. And then when he doesn't get it, He's going to throw his toys out of pram over a period of probably four to six months and then that'll be the back of him. Do you think it's a gamble? The one thing I, th- I think with Conte, which is interesting, is he hasn't really failed outside of the Europeans thing. right? So if, if they want the player, if want the manager to come in to do something with them domestically, he's going to do so. I'd say he's got a good chance. Like, Look at the fourth spot in the Premier League is Moyles open. If David Moyes mm-hmm. and West Ham... Is the, are, are the leading favourites at the moment, um, and you're going back to Andy's point. We're ten games in. Everyone is really close. Mm. Like I looked around, Wolves. Wolves have gone into fifth tonight after after beating whoever they be, um, Everton or something, right? <laughs> Everton. <laughs> Wolves were like Wolves were being relegated for five games. They lost the first three, I think. Yeah, mm. they were being relegated, and it was it was Couldn't a terrible score. Couldn't score though. Now, now they're challenging for never Champions give up, never give up, never give, never give up, never give up. And the Lions men at Wolves are great because they put their flags up. But like, 
the one thing, like you look at it, right? So you've got your man, the Irish fella. Um, he's a very good wing back. He played there when he was at Wolves. Um, the Matt fella, Darty, yeah. Um, and then they have they have a fella who can play wing back, or they'll just get Victor Moses in. They get Victor Moses in in January. He'll play for them and on a wing back for for Conte. And then they play all their centre backs, and then they'll have Kane, and they'll have um, Son playing as well and then he'll just buy he'll just have the midfielders like he has the tools the problem he has he has a goalkeeper who can't save shots when he's hit struck across his body and again the Ronaldo goal is meant to be amazing but it's not it's just a shot that goes across Lloris and that always goes into the goal you'll score 99 times out of 50 if you do that with with, with Lloris so I'm looking at it I'm saying I'm finding this race for Ford fascinating because at the moment it's completely open and if they make the move early they're probably looking at themselves saying we've got a good chance of, of, of scoping for it. They're looking at United and they know that's all over the shop, right? Yeah, fans back in the thing, the toxicity that floats around uh, Old Trafford and Ole is going to be tremendous to watch over the course of the season, right? Um, and the only, I, I thought they could have been dangerous had they shifted Ole during the week and got, and got gone for Zidane, gone for somebody that's going to come in and, and, and galvanise the squad, but they haven't. Um, and you look at this and I, I think the most valid point I've seen is that Spurs have never been a relevant team. The most relevant thing they've ever done is get to the Champions League final and lose outside of the Chris Hoddle, Glenn Waddle and Chris Hoddle records from the 80s. Like that was the yeah. most important thing Spurs have done in the Diamond best part of 60 years. Diamond Lights, yeah, that was, that's about it. So, in reality, sad for Nuno, but he's going to be the Everton manager in the space of three weeks and uh, he's not going to really miss out. By the time, by the time we get around to November, everything that was going to happen in the summer would have just taken we'll a bit longer to happen. Yeah. And uh, the players will be more or less the same. So, yeah, but, but uh, I look, what, what I look at with this is it's sports strategy. And if you put, like you said, you put loads of money into your stadium, right? And they've been here hard because of COVID and yeah. not being able to utilize that stadium and being able to take loans on top of loans to cover stuff and all, right? Um, it doesn't fit, seem like the right appointment. You want to bring somebody in that's going to go, right, look, this squad is decent. It needs to be drilled, but we need to play a little bit more of an attacking game. And I'll try to bring in players. But this Conte fella is going to come in and go, I want him, him, and him. And I'm going to cost you 120 million. And I don't give a fuck how I get it. Now, unless they've given them them assurances, fair enough. But I don't know where where they're pulling that money from to give them that insurances. Bar a sale of Harry Kane, you know, that sort of way. But, you know, Kane could turn around and decide he wants to play football again. Because he looked like me that just doesn't want to play. He's, He's literally just doesn't want to be there. And it just feels to me like the wrong... Like, I'd I'd be much more impressed with Spurs if they'd have went to Brighton on Monday morning and said, there's 15 million quid, let Got us it. have your manager. Yeah. And and I'm not saying he's on the level of Antonio Conte because Conte, someone said in the chat there, he's won five, five titles in seven years. But he's right? more of a Spurs... But if, you look, but if you look like at the clubs, he's won them at Chelsea, yeah. right? He wins it there. And the issues are money when he lives because they don't do this and they don't do that from Inter. Sell Lukaku, he's out the fucking door. They're selling me players, I'm gone. Spores will have to do similar for me. And it just doesn't feel like it's it's one of those where it's looking like a quick fix. Where United want the yes man, these want the quick fix. Just get us in the Champions League and it'll be water and we'll have to deal with you being a prick in 18 months' time. That's fair enough. Whereas, it's a business decision. Yeah, yeah I, I, it is a business decision rather than a, than a progressive football. Moment. And I don't know. It could go well, but I think it could go spectacularly wrong, even worse than Mourinho. I think it, it spells the end of Kane for me. It's 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 not the t- it's exactly as you're saying. He likes 
to sit in. He likes a bit of pace on the break. Harry, he would look at Harry Kane, and his instinct would be Harry Kane is playing with reserves this week. Anybody has a problem with that can fuck off. And that will be the most entertaining thing that will happen this side of Christmas. And it'll be pragmatic. He will love Heuberg. He will love Bergwijn might get a look in now. He'll love Lucas Mora. He'll love anybody that can spring from the trap. And he'll look at Kane and go, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to so do? So given that it's, Andy, given that it's uh, Fabrizio Romano who broke the news, who's actually getting the sports job? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's going to be him. It's all, over the, it's all over the shop now. Martin it's, mad, it's mad how quick this has happened. Like it's obviously not. This obviously isn't a reaction to being conked by United. They've moved fast. They have moved fast. They must have heard that Sport, United have been that, sniffing that, around last week, Gavin, when all those rumors came out. Just fucking stopped you. If you believed what you read last week, there was fifteen fellas in a Carrington fucking doing interviews. You know, like you're reading. What was that Alex Ferguson. Was I, I never got to talk about this. Alex Ferguson turned up to give them a pep talk so that they weren't too depressed after getting a thumping off. Alex Ferguson turned up to have a meeting with Ronaldo to tell them what the team should be doing and Soldier sitting there going, yeah, Grant. You know what I mean? Mad stuff. Yeah. Absolutely was that, we, that Ali comment about um, he, he, he had a quick chat with Ferguson but he was, you know, he was talking to Ronaldo so he didn't really get it around to have a they, good he, chat he with was him. In, he was in with Ronaldo <laughs> because it was um, sponsorship stuff. They were talking about. I, I, I'm sorry. I kept when 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 he turns up at the ground. All I kept thinking was Middlesbrough. I was thinking, here it comes now. Next week, <laughs> Ferguson will be on the bench. Not, not no, no. Would you be Ferguson or Solskjaer? be on the bench, and they'd bring in like fucking. They bring in like um, you know, uh, yeah, man. What's his name? Ian Holloway or something. They bring him in. <laughs> And they go, Ian was, Ian's up here on a caravan fucking holiday with his missus and his kids. And he just thought he'd drop in. And it turns out Ian Holloway is now the manager of United. And, and they just don't tell Ali. Ojer is standing there going, um, did you park the caravan in the manager's spot? Because I don't use that because it's Fergie's spot. It's and, a circus. You know, all this fucking sort of stuff. Like, fucking it's mad a here. circus. No. It really is a circus. Long yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Uh, it's it's mm, absolutely. I'd say I'm really enjoying yeah. it. Absolutely yeah, fantastic. So, just turned up. Just turned up to uh, to, to talk. Um, oh, does does an international break coming up? Isn't there? Yep. No, yeah. yeah. Me, pointless. Because, more pointless internationals. Me and Andy will definitely have a show where we argue over pepper being a part of a meal or just a season. And me and Phil are definitely going to do a show on 90s Premier League Middlesbrough. 90s fat Premier League Middlesbrough players. We're going to have the Brian Robson versus Teddy Venables 11, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Put the fa- put the graphic up of uh, Ravinelli turning up Reservoir Dog style with all his entourage. It's the best football photograph I've ever seen in my life. Now I'm sticking up to the man that used to play midfield and that was massive. Robbie Musto. He was about <laughs> 52 stone he was. Well, running around, big double chinning him and everything, right? A big oh arse in his in his in his in his uh, thing, yeah. So that's that's where I'm going to Phil Stamp Phil Stamp Stephen Owls, Gav. Gav, what do you have um, on your your Sunday roast? What do you mean? What do you have? Like beef, potatoes, carrots, parsnips, turkey and ham. Turkey and ham and yeah. Um, Salt, pepper, <laughs> yeah, but I, like pepper, butter, pepper, pepper, like knife, fork, point yeah, milk. but you asked what went into it. I put yeah. it in the fucking pan with the stuff. I don't, What's your favorite I don't, sandwich? I don't mash any fucking bread. I don't mash, I don't mash potatoes. I don't mash potatoes and throw pepper on them in the pot. 
You know what I mean? They, what? That's going in after yeah. it. What I mean is the pepper went in with the fucking stuff. Don't be trying you to bully me pepper, about it. You, you don't asked, put pepper in your mashed what? potatoes. No, he's pot. he's going on there as if, oh, yeah, pepper, what do you have? I know what he's doing. Uh, what do you have on your Sunday <laughs> roast? Oh, well, I put pepper on it. You see, you just season it with yeah. pepper. Yeah. yeah, because it's on the plate when I put it in. I don't fucking like it. Play the long game. Play the long game. Getting new, I'm getting a new car at the weekend. Oh, yeah. what, what, uh, what are you getting? What extras are you getting? Radio. <laughs> No, that's ridiculous. Well, windows. That's a joke. You see, you're making <laughs> stuff up now. You're making stuff up now. <laughs> Absolutely making stuff up now. You asked the question, you got the answer. I know you're fucking making out that if I go down to buy a car, I'll come back and brag because I got a car with wheels on it. Give over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting wheels on my car, yeah. <laughs> hey, what type of wheels? Optional extra. It's my favourite thing about my car is like... Uh, somebody mentioned rosemary today. I had, I had a lovely lump of salmon today in a restaurant with a nice, nice rosemary sauce across it. Really nice. Rosemary? Great restaurants nice. here in Barcelona. What the fuck's that? Irish restaurants are rubbish. It's a herb. It's a don't herb. even, don't no. even explain. No. Yeah. Rosemary. What's rosemary? It's a herb. It's a herb. Have you ever had lamb? Yeah, I've had lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, rosemary. does it not count if there wasn't rosemary on it? <laughs> Jesus. What are we dealing with here? Like, honestly, I know. I don't know what Absolute we're dealing carpal. with. You know what I mean? Carpal. <laughs> Even when we were in Liverpool, I was afraid to say to Andy, how's that? All right, it was. All right. Uh, Nothing was nice. Nothing was, yeah, that was nice. All right. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was all right. But we so, did, like, we hardly went all out. We didn't go anywhere where you'd expect <clears> to feel <throat> too nice. Well, I offered, I did say to you after the game, hey, where are you bringing me? And your suggestion was Nando's. I said, not you can pick anywhere and no, go anywhere you that's, want. That's a complete... Yeah, can I just put... Shawnee said... Shawnee said, I'd love Nando's. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, and I said, so I go to Nando's. I, I was can I just put something to Red, just, Red Steve there? Is going it with Smeg. you for the weekend. There's no problem Smeg there. being like a, an amazing toast, thing and people having notions. Uh-uh. The amount of bogeys I saw walking around uh, one of the retail parks at the weekend carrying Smeg stuff, never touch Smeg. It's been it's oh. it's a bit like what they've done <laughs> yeah. with um what's that crowd Canadian? And he's gonna throw them in called? the wheelie bin straight after this now. Do you remember, do you remember, remember the North Face and Canadian duck jackets, the ones that you're going around that the that <laughs> the only, duck. all the lads in Fingless are wearing around the place, right? They're all going around now with smeg toasters and teapots. No, Honestly, if you own throwing it on the throw on the I'm not where I'm did not, you sit where I'm not. did you get any photos? I do have photos. You, get any photos. you need I to do. get a photograph. These people already didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. It's been it's amazing. Been it. Just, know, on, just on the Nando's thing, I did say to uh, Andy walking down the Walton Breck Road, I said, we can go anywhere you want for dinner. Andy, your choice. Thinking, this is Andy's this, opportunity this, this, to, bring, this, this, to bring us where you want. I said, we go, I go anywhere. And Sean, he said, I'd love a Nando's. And he said, oh, that's the show, actually, Nando's. So he did get a chance to go to any notions place he wanted. No. That didn't happen. I got to not, I wasn't. I wasn't going to disrupt anyone's day by bringing. You were disrupting somewhere. me. I said you could. You we're, could do what you yeah, we're in Liverpool. Like you know what I mean. Well, we went to Venice. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, but there's nice restaurants in Liverpool. But you, you went uh, for that's Nando's. not really. You, you missed out on your notions chance. You could have went full notions for no, a couple I of hours. Look, should have gone to San Carlo. Taking the boys in for a nice meal, Andy, and a nice suit. Now, we mm. did see one late nice place, me and Andy walked past a couple of times. We're like, that looks nice, doesn't it? Didn't go in, though. It was, was called Douchon. Mm. Douchon was good. Anyway, lads. What's the name? Uh, what's the name? The best a pepper, pepper, black still, pepper on your mince when you're making your lasagna. Isn't it the Globe that has the karaoke at half 11 in the morning? 
It's the smallest pub beside the little the, the little shopping center. No, there was just the same um, market. Yeah, it's we were, the we were coming back the right in. Side. They have a yeah, black and white portable TV now. on the counter that they watch the matches on. They're all Evertonians as well. Definitely yeah. worth it going in. Just we were, just we were coming back in in a taxi bizarre. from Anfield, and we were going to O'Neill's for a, a bit of food. I and mean, we weren't farmer, Andy, weren't we? Not. And there was this pub. Look, it was only what ten to six in the evening, and this pub was fucking bouncing. That was, the, that was an Irish pub up in the Irish quarter there. Oh Wasn't my it? god, we're going boy, and the fucking windows in the hopping. place were shaking. Hopping. And when you looked o'clock. in, it was about 50 boards, and it just going <laughs> singing. It was fucking <laughs> mental. It was, it was COVID cloud floating over the top. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and yeah, uh, it was mad. But I was a great weekend. We did Chris Brack is absolutely Chris Brack is harassing me about the be No, I didn't. I liked talking to you, and I liked talking to your elfly sound. But now I, I don't like bright pubs. Yeah, he doesn't uh, like bright Eng- pubs. English pubs are notoriously bright, and they like, yeah. they paint the walls white Weird. and stuff like that. Um, and and the pubs, like those, it feels those like poker machines in it as well. I don't get like yeah. And the it feels like last orders. The fruities uh, they call them. And all fruities. lights have gone yeah. on. Yeah. Castle uh, Street it? has got a few decent gaps next. We are we are staying on Castle Street. Is that as for like some places? What he's having on his dash is uh, uh Timothy Timothy Taylor. Timothy Taylor and I was like looking at it was real Point sus. Up. I was yeah, uh, I went up like I, I sheepishly walked up to the bar like and I checked every single tap to, to, before I asked the barman like and I couldn't <laughs> see it at all. So I went back to him and says, Here, I don't know what the the sense of humor is like over here, but I'm not asking for a Timothy Taylor. That's probably a <laughs> that's probably a box in the head, like so <laughs> so so uh, so he says, Oh no, it's just a uh, a fucking um the landlord uh, a, la- a landlord ale and then uh and then I, I went I went up to the bar and I just went fuck it like this is uh DSL landlord and he goes yeah 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 I was like all right give us one of those on Carling and a Guinness on it whatever yeah have it was lovely it was lovely is weekend. that the story Where, where's the punchline Oh, no, can, we, can I tell you the funniest one? Can I tell you the funniest <laughs> oh, thing sorry. that happened? Me and Andy were in bits laughing, right? So we were out of the hotel yesterday at one o'clock. I mean, our flight wasn't until 10 last night, and which was great crack because then it meant be loads of time to sit drinking, right? And we went to Beer Keller. So we walked in, and beer, anyone that not, doesn't know Beer Keller in Liverpool, it's on two levels. It's down in Liverpool one. So you walk in, and there's like high tables and chairs, bit of food. You can have a drink. There's no TVs. You know, it's just like somewhere to quick drink. And then you can go up the stairs and just go into sports bar. So we're downstairs in this bit. And, and Andy orders some food. <laughs> and so did I, right? I just got a pizza. Andy got one of these hot dogs with chili stuff on it and all, right? So when it comes to the table, Andy says to me, this was meant to have jalapenos and melted cheese and all that. And I said, would you not say it to him? And he goes, oh, yeah, fuck it, I will. Because, like, that's what's meant to be on it. And I was like, yeah, fair. It does look a bit fucking plain without it. And uh, that was Grant's my pizza, right? So Andy is sitting, right? And he's, <laughs> about, he's about 15 feet from this fella. And he's, it's one of these, you know, your man has like an iPad and he comes over and takes your order. And then they kind of stand away from you and they just stand waiting to see something happen. So Andy looks at your man and kind of, you know, does the old hand up. Oh, sorry, bud. And your man literally just turned away from him, right? So yeah, he waited for him to kind of revolve do another 180 or whatever. 
And he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, bud. <laughs> I was in pits laughing. And your man again nearly looked straight at him and, and turned away. Right? I was like, Andy, you're going to have to go over to him. And he goes, no, 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 I get him this time when he turned around. Right? I got him yeah, man, I him. swear to God, your man turned and stood right? about a foot from a wall and stared at it instead of looking at Andy. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Uh, and then it's just one of those, you know, these young fellas, like they just get in the pool nowadays that are stoners, like uh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't like, think he was a stoner. He just, yes, he was. He I, says to him, I says to him, uh, he came over and I was like, oh, look, I'm not giving you any hassle here, right? Because I hate complaining like a Karen. Was and was like, the wall. Boy says, you know, that's supposed to have jalapenos and cheese and all on it. And he goes, yeah, all right, man. <laughs> we'll just check it there. Yeah, just I was like, I know, like, I, I, I've, I've checked it. It doesn't have cheese <laughs> has, on it. I'm literally looking at it. It's literally and a sausage then, with chili sitting on a book. Yeah, like there's, there's. I'm looking at it here. It's actually in front of the evidence is right in front of me. And, <laughs> and I'm taking pictures. And there's the menu, and it says that's uh, so. And he goes, all right. And look, I was going, I was, I was actually going to say, look, actually it doesn't matter because I thought he's going to go back. And it was like a, was it road trip where, where your man starts uh, wiping his balls on the, the yeah, pancakes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he came back out and it was jalapenos. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> I it's, melted it's, cheese it's, and I milled it. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. It was so funny though. You know when you go to say something to somebody, you go, eh, and your hand goes yeah. up. So I'm, I'm making this weird noise and I'm going to wave my hand a bit at you and it'll definitely get your attention. But your man literally went from straight on to half tone to, to literally stand like this wall. He stood against the wall. He was like, you know, when, when you're a kid in school and you're told, no. stand up there and face the wall. That's Do you know what it was? Right. He, got, he got one job. The, <clears throat> there was the girl on the door that let us in. She must have been going off uh, to go toilet or whatever and said to him, yeah, 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 watch that door now. You know, it's very important when someone walks in. Like, so he got his job and like, focused, he was stuck like, in the- stoned out of his head. But he was, <laughs> I'm gonna make sure they do a good job here. And he was ignoring everything else. Sure, even when he came over, when get uh, when Shawnee walked in, and Shawnee says, Do you do diet coke like or uh, coke zero? You had to go into his iPad to check, and he was going through the <laughs> thing like checking then, like and then soft Johnny- drinks soft drinks without sugar <laughs> blah 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 alphabet like if you're working a fucking put like, sure you know, <laughs> you oh, know yeah. yeah I've yeah. seen that I've actually yeah. seen Coke and then Johnny says Johnny yeah. says some uh, Pepsi Max no no tell you what I'll just have a bottle of water and you meant <laughs> yeah. uh, he says he doesn't do water <laughs> uh, don't sell water but yeah. we do have it out of the tap and yeah, then, anyway, yeah, right. Then. It's water. Just give us right. A, come here, come here, come here, come here. I've, I've, I've to go and feed the baby. Um, because it's uh, yeah, that's no, all I need to go. Right, folks. Um, that's been the forum. Um, that's been Andy and Gav's road trip to to Liverpool <laughs> uh, with all the lanes that went on. That's been lovely. And arms. we didn't fall out, didn't we, not Andy? We had a lovely no, time. Well, it's good. You and your uncle. Yeah, Andy. Oh, got, Andy, now, yeah, Andy wasn't impressed because I snored. <laughs> Um, for everyone that's listening, thanks for all the uh, the, the 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 comments and stuff. Red light, green light, red light, green light, red light. It sounded like that your Here man was out of the squid games. He's right. That's what you need to do next time, man. Just shout over red light 
<laughs> we sat there. I thought torn. I was. I woke up. I woke up after about He's an hour. Let we have a honking his head off now, like unbelievable. Like I, I can't bad words all, don't describe how bad his honking is. <laughs> but I got my phone and I, I sent him a voice note of him snoring, right? <laughs> um and as soon as as soon as I sent it, his phone pinged. Like I thought you'd have it on silent, but it went ping and I went shit, and I put my phone down and pretend I was asleep. <laughs> Gav just, just wakes up to me sending him a voice now him snoring so I'm listening to this Gav Gav's awake now listening to himself snoring and a voice now and I'm pretending I'm asleep and I was fucking hell but he didn't bat an eye he just he just listened to himself snoring and then closed his eyes and went straight back I just I just thought to myself this gun's weird yeah. this fella's weird and I just went back asleep and I was I was just I was just lying on my back looking at the ceiling going I can't fucking believe this this is outrageous are we are watching that's Lads, watch the touch I have, of frost the next one. That I'm was going, lovely as well. I'm going. I'm Enjoy going. That. <laughs> I have to go. I'm literally going. Very so if you want to stay on and talk, I'm grand book. No, I'm going as well. Go on, we'll take it up. We'll take it up again. Bye bye. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.